We think twice about consumer insights based on speculation. We bust buzzwords and unlock insights from the latest academic papers and thought pieces. If you want to learn about the world around you whilst listening to elevator jazz music, then this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to episode 12, the Crimbo episode. Project should be winding down right about now. We're drinking mulled wine. We're yeah, pulling we out the Christmas decor. <laughs> Um, but we do have tier three looming in London on Wednesday. But I guess Ooh. we're all still trying to enjoy the festive season because we all deserve to celebrate. It's been rather hard in Adland knowing how to navigate Christmas. So we're going to be talking about how should brands be tackling the festive season during a global pandemic. And we're going to make your Christmas a lot better today because we've got Matt Shaw, who's here to help with all your Christmas queries. He's a senior strategist at the Am Partnership, as well as a great friend of ours, Hart. He's written a killer article (laughs) recently on the Creative Brief about how we can best navigate Christmas this year. So welcome, Matt. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Nice, warm welcome. I'm really, really happy to be asked on the pod, especially to talk about Christmas stuff. And I have to say, Perla normally does the intros, so I was a bit like, ooh, not done this in a while. But I think it went well, didn't it, Matt? <laughs> what, oh, you mean introing the guests? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought I'd give you this one. And I've actually, it's been a while since I've started an episode, so that was pretty killer. I was quite scared. Big I day. thought you did very well. That's over. Big day for us <laughs> at Think Times. <laughs> it's really exciting because we've actually never done a Christmas episode before, even though it's probably the funnest part of the year for people in Ardland. Yeah, for sure. I was really excited to do it. Like it was one that you could just sort of like ease into, like you've seen your Christmas ad, you've been watching the telly, I'm ready, I'm here to talk about it. But also like it's really gives brands a chance to shine, I I think. There's a lot more pressure on them to deliver when it comes to Christmas because I think like the John Lewises of the world have um, really set the standard to be quite high. I don't know if they... um, uh, dominate the Christmas space as much as they did maybe a few years ago Mm -hmm. but they did definitely start I don't know I think they did start this whole um you know Christmas being the best ads of the year type thing I'm not sure actually I think it's always been one of those moments where people really engage with that so like the classic Coca-Cola advert is like the start of Christmas for many people and then sort of John Lewis came along was it I didn't know that Santa was red because of Coca-Cola. Yeah, I believe so. I did not know that until quite recently, which is embarrassing, seeing as I'm in this industry. The power of marketing. The power of marketing. (laughs) I know, it's amazing, isn't it? It was all green before. I can't actually imagine him being green, though. I'm really glad he's red. I'm quite sad that we're not in the office for Christmas. It's just not the same, all of these virtual parties, etc., yeah, no, I do miss that. I miss all the like weird competitions that you do at Christmas time. I remember once Matt and I did those like, do you remember when we had to like make reindeers and then put it on top of our computer? Yeah. And then each department, like it was like this massive competition. Everyone got really into it. But I just feel like there's always like weird things that you have to do at Christmas time, which I really miss. They gave us loads yeah. of like cardboard, didn't they? And everyone had to sort of create the, the best yeah. Christmas thing from a load of that. leftover cardboard. But I've, I felt really into Christmas this year, like more than other years, but I think it's because I like really want the festivity and the like celebration. I bought a real tree. Normally I have a fake one in my flat. I feel like people have really, um, yeah, like amped up the mm. different parts of Christmas. I think you mentioned that in your article as well, Matt, how people kind of like 
really have been really kind of they've had a shit year and they they want to make the most out mm. of a time work that's meant to be traditionally much better than the rest of the year yeah absolutely like the um decorations like people have gone really big on decorations this year i think like all the like the the google searches move forward about two weeks um on what they usually are and oh, like, really? it's about 50 percent up year on year in terms of searches for for decorations yeah everyone's lost it early yeah and i think as you say ronnie like you just you i think people are really into christmas this year because they sort of they've had a crappy mm. year they need to have a bit of fun and also when it comes to decorations i think like because we're missing out on so so much so like some people might go to oxford street to go see the lights and they're not going to do that this year although actually this is yeah it looks like so that. many people are doing it it's always like the the photo that they use on bbc when they're like too many people in london then you just see like the swarms <laughs> of people in oxford street yeah, yeah maybe anyway. a bad bad idea <laughs> but sorry bad reference but like you know christmas concerts um kind of pantomimes and all those things that people usually go to and enjoy they've been missing out on so i think that's why people have gone so ape on decorating is because it's that little slice of normality that we need this year yeah Yeah. even i got sad when winter wonderland got cancelled even though i haven't been since i was about 16 just because it signified something so big the fact Mm. that that's not even on that that for me it being on and knowing it's on is that's christmas for me (laughs) knowing it's there whilst i'm not going to it i'm not gonna go but I still want it to be there. Like it made, it made me yeah. want to go so much. <laughs> I know what you mean. And everyone's like at home more. So I think even just like buying fairy lights and like lighting up everywhere just feels a bit nicer, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah when I put definitely. my Christmas tree up, it just made me feel so much happier. Yeah. Aww. I do... Um... I do really miss, this is quite controversial, I do miss the awkward secret Santa at work, um, especially when it, someone really junior would get somebody who's like director level and then they don't know how serious or jokey they can be with the present and it's just so funny and awkward um, and people guessing who gave them what. I just, that bit was fun. I hated actually getting the, pre- the present myself because that's really stressful, but the actual giving made me laugh so much more than it probably should have. I've always really, really hated Secret Santa. Only at work. Like in my personal life, I love it. And like when you when you've got friends who know you really well, it could be a lot of fun and like it could be really thoughtful as well. Um, but when it's at work and as you say, like someone who you don't know gets you yeah, and you just end just up with so something awkward. really novelty. I, I find Secret Santa really awkward, especially for work. I actually last year I got I just didn't think and I went to this <laughs> such is so weird, I don't even know if I should say it. I just went to M and S and um like I just got red roses because they were on offer and then <laughs> don't know if you should admit that does the, does the person you got them for listen no, to but this always it's always like five pounds minimum and if you don't know someone what are you supposed to get and then they had like baking christmas products and i was like oh this is really nice and they had one that was like a spatula <laughs> when I <laughs> but then when they opened it I realised it looked really weird and everyone was like oh god that's so weird like who got you that and then I just couldn't say but yeah you didn't admit that it was you no because so, like, then nowhere. I got embarrassed because I was like oh I didn't mean it in that way but it looks like I'm like their weird secret admirer so I've just never that's- said it but this is what I mean, like, it just, £5 is a really weird amount of money that you can't mm. really get anything that good. And then, like, you don't know them well enough to do a cheap present that's personal. Yeah, let's move on to the first question. Um, the Christmas brief. This, this is by Ali Waring. 
The Christmas brief can be such an anxiety-inducing one for agency folk. How would you recommend tackling the pressure and or expectations? How did you find it, Matt? I see, I've got a really rubbish answer for this, which is going to have no practical benefit for anyone who is feeling really stressed by the pressure of, of tackling a Christmas brief. Because personally, I loved it. Um, and I think that's just the key, right, is, is to try and enjoy it. Um, you know, you go into advertising to make great work. And the Christmas brief is the biggest brief that you get all year. It's got the biggest budgets, the biggest creative scope. Yes, big, in addition to that, it's got the pressure off the back of it. But, you know, I work in advertising because I enjoy it. Um, and I think everyone else does really in terms of it's a chance to do something a bit creative, a bit fun. So when you get a, the biggest brief of the year, the one with the most creative ambition, with the biggest budgets, you've just got to try and, and enjoy it. And, and personally, you know, I'm like you guys that started, well, actually started in market research. Then I went to do a bit of work you know, for a social agency, then customer, then I did a year of brand. And then then after that, I've finally been given like a Christmas brief. And if it was like, you, you know, you have to work so hard to be trusted to get that big juicy brief that You've just got to enjoy it really and, and take advantage of all the opportunities and try and put the pressure as much as possible to the back of your mind um yeah, and do the best yeah, way you sure. can did What's you have the hardest oh go sorry, sorry. Go on, no, i was just gonna say um did like did it come into your head when you were thinking about it of like i'm sure it did but i just remember being like god it must be so difficult in these times because it's just not a normal christmas brief is it it's literally like what yeah, it's the Christmas briefs of all Christmas briefs because now more than ever, <laughs> the, the brands want and need marketing, and this is a big opportunity. So yeah, you just lump, you got lumped with like the biggest Christmas brief you're probably ever gonna have. Yeah, I mean, as you say, yeah, it, this is probably one of the most important years for retail um, because people need to have a really good Christmas to 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 make up for the the crappy year that they've they've had um so yeah there's a lot of pressure from from the side of the business but in in, weirdly it actually focused the brief a little bit which made it potentially slightly easier than other years because i think Mm. with a christmas brief the hardest moment in a normal year is trying to find a new angle on christmas whereas this year everyone was presented with a new angle on christmas that they then had to react to so i think in some ways it was almost easier the tricky bit obviously is like you re- i mean we started depending on how you look at it between february and march of last of this year sorry thinking about christmas and that was just oh, as God. things were kicking off in terms of covid and we went so how into did you lockdown. how did you do that if things were changing so much like how did that even like that must have been really stressful uh, yes and no i think you just you know you just have to, you know, it's, it's, an, it's a known unknown, you, you know, you know that you don't know what's going to happen. So you just have to try and find, try, try and think what people's mentality would be like at that point in the year. Um, and then the gamble there, I guess, is, you know, do you, do you try and give people a slice of Christmas normality or do you make reference to this year being different, being one sort of side of the question? And then the other side of it is, you know, restrictions and stuff like that and I think with when it comes to trying to guess the the what the state of play will be like around Christmas obviously in back in March we had absolutely no idea what Christmas would look like so then it just becomes more about kind of what is that story that little insight that which is going to be really nice and robust and can tell a story no matter what the restrictions are so you just sort of you go you sort of you start really simple and go what is like a, a, a story around like a Christmas 
family um so christmas for one household okay and but then the, with the things that happen all around blm and you know representation etc didn't that not throw like a whole other spanner in the works of what you were going to include absolutely um i think if you look at this year it's probably the the most diverse set of christmas ads in terms of the um the actors that are being shown um and the most backlash really sadly as well yeah and and to be honest because i mean ronnie you nervous as well because of um Gravity road working yeah. in sainsbury's but we had it with argos as well because when we did our summer ad again we were sort of influenced by wanting to have a better record on inclusion and we actually just won a, a diversity award actually for this summer campaign we featured a a black family with a lesbian couple um in the summer ad and we got a big backlash off the back of that um very similar to to the to what sainsbury's had and then sainsbury's obviously had um the black lives uh, sorry the black history month um post which had quite a lot of con- controversy around it so unfortunately we were, we were kind of used to it by the time we got to christmas as sad as that is as a yeah. sentence to say but we we'd sort of honed our responses to it by then um I so yeah, it was just that depressing. It, that might happen, um, in a sense, by the time. But then stuff like this does need to happen yeah. for it to just be normalised. I guess we'll just have backlash for a few years, and then it will become a part of normality until the next thing is considered to be just too liberal. It's it's yeah, it it's really sad. But I guess we've talked about this before. But advertising has a role to play in like showing society what they should be doing at the same time as showing them you know a reflection of what they are and I'm really interested to know as well because obviously budgets um kept dwindling and being really unpredictable so did that affect your planning at all um when thinking of a concept and and strategy we were always confident that we'd get a big budget um because it is such a big important time of year for Argos and because Argos had done pretty well throughout lockdown. Um, we felt confident that we'd, we'd, we'd have the budgets we wanted, which was, which is great. And it was roughly sort of the same as the, the last year. Um, so that was never too much of a problem for us. It was more thinking about how you can actually physically shoot these things. So we shot, I think it was the back end of August into September. Um, so that was, in the end, a very, very good time to be shooting within the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that was always a big complication. Like, how, Before how you, you go on to that too much, Matt, um, that leads us on to our second question. Um, so how have you adapted to COVID in 2020? We've touched on that slightly. And did you come up with any innovative ideas to get around the, the rules? So that's from Frankie. Um, and by the rules, I think she means like COVID rules traveling production and and, and things like that yeah yeah so i think going back to what i said previously around the household um like building a story that essentially is centered around one household then we were able to sort of layer on the level of interaction so with the with the ad this year essentially it was a one household to begin with um and then as the children's imagination takes over as they're performing to their uh, family on christmas night and they start to imagine that they're on a theater and they're in front of everyone that's when we started to put in the extended family so we were sort of able to get around any potential restrictions because it's gone into an imagination world so whether or not they're actually physically able to be with their grandma um on christmas day 
they are imagining that, that they, they can are. like yeah fill um, in their minds and hearts um i think it was interesting i think because we work in it obviously we can spot it more whereas i think like just a normal audience wouldn't do but like the animation styles for john lewis and like sainsbury's was like a homemade video type style with like phone recordings you can see how people have sort of like got around the like covid production issues this year um it's quite interesting when you spot it and then you watch a lot of the adverts yeah i think i have to say like um the production team at the Empire did an amazing job for, for the argos ad i think we're probably one of the bigger budget sort of productions out there um and I, I think a lot of that was just to do with timing as well the, the mm-hmm. fact that we were shooting shooting in um sort of late late august um and we had a concept oh, where that we, was like the golden time it was yeah. yeah that was and, like the best time of 2020 <laughs> yeah and we were really lucky actually because we got we got to be shooting in elstree studios which is usually where like films are shot so big um, brother was shot as well yeah, loads Fun of fact. loads of big productions. <laughs> it's really great, um, and I mean, I think we were only able to do that because essentially, you know, the lots of other TV programs that were, were being shot had, been, had to be shot in different ways and stuff like that. So it was an opportunity for us, and the guys really did an amazing job. But uh, yeah, as you say, like there's so many um, animations this year. So obviously, mm. uh, McDonald's, Coke. Um, and both, I mean, both of those are great. Sort of show show you how you know animation can be such a powerful emotive tool. Yeah. Um, as well. Yeah, I mean, John Lewis have been doing it for a couple of three, four years now. Animation, well, mm. or the, not um, the Elton John ad, but um, kind of the ads before that. So I think COVID or no okay. COVID, you know, animation still powerful and emotive, and it's kind of childlike as well, I guess. Yeah, it's very Christmassy. Like it, it gives yeah. you really strong Christmas cues because you, you know, look at the, the the films that are shown on Christmas Day. It's always like Moana, Ronnie's favorite film. Oh my um, god, I watched that last night. <laughs> <laughs> Which film? That's so funny, Moana. I feel like you could I've say that. I've never seen that. I've actually watched that. Like, oh my god, you need to watch Moana. It's so good. I've so been told that before. The ocean speaks told. to her. <laughs> also, before we go on to the third question, do we want to talk about? Obviously, yours is going to be the Argos advert, and so is mine and Perla's. But apart from Argos, <laughs> do we have any um, other favourite Christmas adverts? Mine's Burberry. Absolutely love Burberry. I thought it was just, it was just really happy. It, it didn't, it didn't show. It wasn't like all authentic and showing the doom and gloom. But I didn't really want that. I just wanted to feel happy and see some cool dancing. And I just thought the whole media mix was really interesting they did um, a tiktok uh top view ad as well a couple of days ago that and i think fashion brands in general are really stepping up mm. like not always christmas related but even you know like balenciaga releasing their whole fashion line i really like the gucci christmas platform. advert the yeah gucci one i think with, like the retro fashion, 90s office it's amazing yeah, yeah fashion are doing really really well i think my favorite has got to be tesco's actually um, i was gonna say really? tesco's that's mine yeah. I just, I think they you did. You said Gucci, Ronak. <laughs> <laughs> I got really excited. I did like that one, the naughty list. Like, yeah. I thought it was just... clever. I thought it was a good insight. Yeah, really, really nice insight. D- does like this year in a unique way, but without sort of being depressing or worthy. Um, and I, we were talking about diversity earlier, probably the most diverse ad that yes. there's ever been. Yeah. Like, you know, diff- people with diff- different disabilities or mm. different ethnicities, people speaking Welsh, like 
it's uh, yeah really, good. really interesting. I, I thought as well like it was um showing us a reflection of real life but for entertainment sake like i sometimes feel like brands can use data and um you know show people what they're like like put up a mirror for no real reason and for no real mm. like um creative flair just like oh we've got loads of data and we know all of this stuff and we've got insights but i feel like they used it to kind of be understanding towards people it's like you, you don't have to have had a perfect year you know you still deserve a good christmas yeah even if, you know and i just think it felt like so indulgent and great it just really got the mood i'm like yeah, yeah. There is no naughty list. Sorry, I really bought into their <laughs> advert. Literally, like, I mean, I'm just out and I'm like, yeah, there is no Ronak's naughty really list. that there's just no gonna, naughty like, list this get year. this cake and watch another Moana session. There is no I naughty list because Santa will doesn't do. exist. <laughs> Matt, um, have a lot of I also really like viewers. Plenty. Did you see the Plenty ad? The um, Yeah, but it really grossed me out. Kitchen roll. <laughs> I really liked it. I thought, okay, maybe it overstepped the mark of like showing how real life is um, and maybe not selling a dream so much as brands kind of need to. But I thought it was really funny. No, like, it is funny. Like, it very it's, it's, very good it. for the, it's very good for Plenty. But it, I was just watching it like, ah, like, I want to wipe that You stressed up. out by mass. It's a bit like that um, Burger King blue burger advert where like essentially yes. it's just showing you something absolutely disgusting but it you know it, it really got your attention um and it's very memorable which is you know one of the hardest things to do with christmas ad is to kind of cut through all the similar sort of schmaltzy christmasy vibes so yeah in many ways it, i guess it might be very effective but yeah not exactly pleasant to watch oh god am i the only one that liked it <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that's fine though. Yeah, we all have our different favourites, except for I like there is no have naughty list, which is a maybe I'm the target audience and you weren't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. The other thing I really like about a Tesco ad is like I can <laughs> just go back to that is I can God, I can really picture. Like I can really picture the all agency email that went around where they went yeah. like, can you just tell me some of the things that you're like your your guilty yeah. little moments throughout the year and everyone just like would have replied to that thread and i thought like all the comments were quite funny like oh i went on holiday from santa i was like oh yeah that did happen to a lot of people then um what was the other one didn't donate to captain tom i was like not like getting captain tom in there yeah it was was smart very insightful (laughs) question three so sad or happy it has always been commonplace to get people to turn on the waterworks and add down this christmas with john lewis paving the way so we talked about john lewis adverts before given how hard 2020 has been we've touched on this slightly but how much should we be recognizing that everyone's had a bad year or should we be ignoring it totally and just make people smile um, and feel inspired I think it, it's one of the, it's one of those things where like as long as you're creating an emotive reaction, I don't think it matters too much, and I don't think there is a an absolute right or wrong. Um, I would say personally, I think, and it says it said so in the ad that uh, in my article, sorry, that was that I think 77% of people said that they feel like they need to have a, a good Christmas this year, and so because of that, because of what's happened this year, and it, because of that, mm. I think you should be trying to. You know make people feel positive emotions this year because let's face it there's been plenty of negative ones um throughout yeah. um giving them a bit of that kind of escapism and even if it's not the christmas that they want still giving that that, that feeling of christmas like again going back to that sort of thing about saying how how much of the christmas traditions that we're having you so that we'd usually have we're not able to do this year feels like 
the role of advertising should be to give them give people mm. a bit of normality a bit of christmas spirit um and a lot of it was very like uplifting wasn't it like the amazon 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 i love the amazon one <laughs> the I show to must go that on i remember yeah. I, I really loved it when i first watched it but now i feel like i'm like a bit tired of it probably because it's like just everywhere but i remember being like yes the show must go on and then i just use that phrase all the time <laughs> yeah <laughs> was that the first time but, you um, heard that phrase <laughs> I just, I just sound like I go around saying all the like Christmas show must go. That ballerina's show went on. My show can go on. Yeah, my, and that's how they wanted to make yeah. you feel. <laughs> but yeah, I, and then also um, the John Lewis. Is it given it a love? Yeah. I didn't yeah. think that was that good. You know, I didn't even I care. Didn't, one I didn't bit think when it was amazing. It. But then I also think it, it was like a bit uplifting. I just think they all they're all quite make you feel good rather than extreme tear jerk. Yeah, I think it wasn't appropriate to tear jerk this year. I think we've all been crying too much. I think it's just a bit like, <laughs> yeah, because it, because it's so sad in their in my real lives what's going on and unpre- like the the fact that we can't predict what's going to happen. I can't even think of a sad storyline that you would do this year except for maybe just turn on the news and make that your ad. <laughs> <laughs> like it's yeah, I don't know. I think um, it'll be interesting to see how ads in 2021 kind of materialize and and what we'll be showing what we we won't be showing Mm -hmm. because obviously this unpredictability is still going to continue well it has been like nearly a year hasn't it yeah march it'll be well november was the first time that it was reported in the what was the anniversary in the in november yeah corona's first birthday yeah corona happy birthday (laughs) um happy birthday babes i'll write on your facebook wall uh, but March will be a year since we've kind of uh, like normality was taken from us when we like started working from home and stuff. So it'll be interesting if we talk about that in, in ads or if that's appropriate. I don't know. Like, I think we learned it, from the first lockdown really that you don't need to talk about COVID. It gets bloody boring. Like, then I mean, even just like watching TV shows when they're talking about kind of you know, this year more than ever. Um, yeah all that sort of there's there's motifs that we've seen unprecedented times yeah the unprecedented if i ever hear that again i'm not sure what i'm gonna do yeah it's interesting isn't it because i actually think everyone's tackled christmas in terms of adverts really well um compared to the adverts that were being brought out in lockdown because it was it was i guess it's like such a difficult one isn't it we were panicking weren't we we were all being pressured to to get shit out and and i think that was also (laughs) an element that's what happened we weren't able to sit and consider what covid meant for people's mentality our culture and we we were made to act too fast that's what i actually think did happen and now we're able to kind of we're less panicked i guess yeah i guess we've adapted to it it's just like part of the part of our life and also at that point home videos were like the only thing you could do so yeah. everything tended to look like the same sort of compilation but yeah i think i think this year has been good <laughs> yeah I, I tend to agree. <laughs> yeah i thought they were going to be more christmas ads that would get would get more of like a uproar for being just bad and tone deaf i really did i thought i was kind of looking mm. forward to the twitter beef of just some brands doing it completely wrong but a lot of like most brands just really hit the nail on the head and did did really well. Well done. Maybe Matt. it was because there was so much pressure. <laughs> there was so much pressure it's that people. Of Mr. Yeah. Shaw. No, I, I I think it has been it's been interesting because it, essentially it's just brands have just gone to like focusing on what makes them 
special and trying to play that out a little bit um, in their ads in a COVID sensitive way. Um, my boss, who gives me a really good tip really about Christmas ads is that what makes a, a, a good Christmas ad is you essentially want to take all the kind of emotion of Christmas and just try and attach it to your brand somehow. And it feels like lots really of good. people did that this year. So like a, a good Christmas ad, like Christmas is the brand and, and you just try and fit your brand next to it. And yeah. you know, like you've seen that with Tesco's have done that in a really interesting way. Amazon, <laughs> maybe in a slightly cynical way in terms of like this show must go on, but the they, they literally are sort of- I mean, the torch was a bit of an add on, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, where's Amazon? Then I was like, oh yeah, the guy with the torch. Yeah, <laughs> but I think in terms of the message, because because people are going to be so limited with their shopping yeah, options this yeah, year, true. and Amazon sells everything, then it's like that as a message really does apply for them. Amazon didn't really even need to do a Christmas ad, to be quite honest. Yeah, Amazon's like the winner. I don't think they did a Christmas ad. Uh, this is my controversial. Ooh, point. controversial! Ooh. Why don't you think it was a Christmas ad? I think it's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant COVID ad. But I think you could run that. You know outside of christmas you could run that you could have run that in the summer albeit with different weather you could run that um in january and february and it would still make sense it does it's, it's not really christmasy the only thing that makes it christmasy really is the fact that ballet in some <laughs> posh household is associated with christmas maybe um so i think it's an absolutely fantastic ad beautifully shot not as good as a cut when it's cut down versus the full film but it doesn't make me feel Christmassy, so I don't know if it for me if it's a, if it's a good Christmas film. I think it's just a brilliant ad, but I'm not sure it's Christmassy. Savage. <laughs> no, no, fair enough. I, I actually I do see what you're, you're saying. No, there, I, I mean yeah, I didn't timing. actually think about that. That's very true. Like if it was just like a summer setting and she wasn't wearing it like a frosty tiara, maybe it yeah. wouldn't be a Christmas ad. I wonder what Christmas will be like next year. I really do. It's going to be very recessionary next year. Um, yeah, it's going to be um, a lot of roundels with deals and sales, I think. God, what a damp note to end this off. <laughs> can, can we talk about something else? <laughs> is, oh, guys, what? how are you spending your Christmases? Are you actually really excited? Can we put, can we post some decor that you have in your house to, to the socials? To get everyone absolutely, in the mood. yeah. So, Matt, Someone has skipped to the end of this episode. They're thinking, oh God, I don't have a lot of time. Um, I'm commuting. We're all joke, time poor. Joke, no one's commuting. Um, like They just want to hear one key takeout from this episode. What would you like that to be, Matt? I think the, the one thing that I learned probably most this, this year, and I think it's true, and it will be something to bear in mind for both this year and, and next year, um, with this sort of the dark times that we have ahead of us, not only in terms of COVID, but also in terms of recessions, um, is just the power of escapism um, and you know not needing to refer to the bad situations that people are having. Instead, offering to people a bit of light, a bit of joy, a bit of escapism, something else to think about um, that's going to lift their spirits um, and make them dream of a better reality. Um, I think that. The, the power of that this year has really come through and um, that's what that would be my main takeaway. It was so nice to have you on, Matt. Merry Christmas and Merry happy Christmas. Hanukkah from Think Twice and Matt Shaw. Thank you for listening all. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> remember, guys, thanks for having me. Think twice. Brief once.